When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Helen. And this is the Squiggly Careers Podcast. We're a weekly show to help you navigate the ups and downs of your squiggly career. And we share lots of practical ideas for action and tools to try out that we hope leave you, as well as us, with a little bit more confidence, clarity and control. And control is the topic of the day. I hadn't hadn't made that connection until now, which is bad, (laughs) isn't it? That's why there's two of us, to join the dots where someone doesn't. (laughs) But I think we've talked about doing this topic, how to take your control of your career for a while, and I think we've avoided it. I remember we've had conversations and kind of gone, oh, can you really take control in a squiggly career? And is that a little bit of a false promise when everything's changing? Mm. And we are going to tackle it today because we do think that really approaching your career having a sense of clarity and feeling like you've got a sense of control over what you're doing and why you're doing it is important but there is a bit of a distinction between being able to plan and predict and preempt everything so that isn't what we're talking about because that is a false promise because we're all going to do jobs that don't exist yet we're all going to need to develop skills that we're not sure what they are yet so being able to plan predict and control for that kind of future just isn't possible but what we can do is help you have a sense of control over your career where you at least feel prepared for the changes that are going to come and you can be proactive about your development and this sort of ability to take control of the uncertainty is very much a skill that Sam Conniff talked about and he talked about it on the podcast with us and through a lot of his work on uncertainty experiments so we want to give you the skills to take control of inevitable changes like restructures and upskilling and reskilling and promotions and all that stuff that goes on in our careers and in our organizations and that's really the approach for what we're going to talk about today and it's interesting as you start to dive into this idea of control there's this idea of something called locus of control and what locus of control means is your own starting point in terms of how much control do you feel like you have in terms of impacting your life. So I suppose it's like, how in control do you feel generally? And that is quite an interesting, like it's a big zoom out question I appreciate to ask, but it's that sense of, you know, almost feeling like, can I create opportunity? How much do you believe in, I suppose, fate or other factors outside of you really impacting you? Or how much do you want to take control? How much do you believe that your kind of destiny is sometimes described as, which I think sounds quite dramatic, but is controlled by you? And I think within our squiggly careers, to Helen's point, we both believe, both Helen and I believe, that actually there is still a lot that you can control. Yes, there's the context 
of uncertainty and change. And some of those external factors in our careers, we might not be able to influence all the ins and outs of those. But we consistently see that when people take ownership and control for their squiggly careers, they have much more meaning and motivation as a result. And one of the things that Bruce Daisley says in his new book, Fortitude, where actually he talks a bit about control, kind of bigger than careers, just generally when we have a sense of control in our lives, is that control over our destinies ensures a sense of self-esteem and a feeling of empowerment. And when you do start to kind of dive into this topic, there's a really clear link, I think, certainly for everything I've seen, that control equals more energy, more passion, more purpose, probably across all of our lives. But today we're really going to kind of dive in a bit about control and careers. So maybe to make that really practical, two exercises to think about. Firstly, on a scale of one to 10, how in control of your career do you feel right now? So as you're listening to this, kind of where are you on that scale? And what we hope is that by the time you get to the end of this podcast, and perhaps if you take some of the actions we're going to talk through, we can move you up that scale by at least, I'm going to set as the goal, Helen, of at least two points. Okay. So if you're a six, I want people to be able to get to an eight. If you're a two, I'll get you to a four. If you're an eight, I'm not sure about getting to a 10, but we'll <laughs> give it a go. So that's sort of, it's always good to know your starting point. And then maybe to be a bit more descriptive, at the moment, does your career feel more like you're a passenger on a roller coaster, you're driving the roller coaster, or you're designing your own roller coaster? So when you're just thinking about like, where would you be putting yourself at the moment? Do you feel like you're just sort of sitting in the middle of that roller coaster, just almost with nervous anxiety? (gasps) Yeah, when's, (laughs) when's the next dip or the next high? And you just sort of probably feel pretty out of control. Someone else is driving that roller coaster. Maybe you feel like you're kind of at the front. Maybe the actual kind of track is ahead of you, but you do feel like you've got some aspects of control in terms of, you know, how fast or how slow you go. But maybe you still feel like somebody else is kind of building it or designing it. Or do you really feel like you're like, I'm designing the roller coaster? Maybe it won't even be a roller coaster. Who knows? And Helen, I think you've got a few good examples of how different kind of stages of your squiggly career have felt different in terms of your roller coaster. Well, yeah, I, I was thinking that what would I say right now? And I would say I'm designing my own roller coaster, but I don't think that's that helpful for people because we run our own organization and, and, you know, we absolutely love what we do. And I I recognize that that is not the case for the majority of people. So I was trying to think in my career, when has it not felt like I was designing my own roller coaster? And I definitely have situations where I've been in more of the other positions that you talked about there. So like, for example, when I was at Virgin, I loved working for Virgin. I have really positive memories of it but I think I I felt more like a passenger to be honest I sort of felt like fortunate to be there and Virgin moved Mm -hmm. so fast that I was just like oh you're lucky to be on it for the ride that was probably my experience I was like just ride this roller coaster because you've got a ticket yeah, 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 that is honestly what I felt like to be at the centre of Virgin. I was like, you are really fortunate to be here. And particularly because I'd had a bit of a tricky time before I joined, I was like, just be grateful and ride the roller coaster. But <laughs> that probably meant that I was a little bit more sort of reactive to what was happening there rather than feeling like I was really in control of what I was doing in my career. And for a period of time, that was okay. But if I then think about when I moved from Virgin to Microsoft and I felt much more like I was driving my career there and it is an organization that also supports that. 
Like, I think that is also important, the context that you're managing your career in. And Microsoft is very encouraging of people driving their career and thinking about, well, where are you going to move to in the organization and what could that move be? There are very active conversations that support it. So I've definitely been in different positions on the roller coaster in my career. It's not that the other ones are bad. I think it is just the main reflection for me is where are you on the roller coaster now and where do you want to be? And if you want to be in a different position than you are, then the things that we're now going to talk through will hopefully help get you there so on that point around where are you now where do you want to be I think it is useful to reflect on what you feel like you can control in your career and what you feel like you can't because to the examples I just talked about I can't necessarily change Microsoft's culture I can't necessarily change Virgin's culture and so for a moment I would just sit down and think about you in your career right now what are the factors that you feel in control of so maybe that might be you know what you work on or where you work and what are the factors that you feel like you're not in control of so maybe that might be well I can't change who I'm working with or I can't change my manager for example like I want to have more control of my career but I'm stuck with the manager I've got I would just take a little bit of time just to really think about control in specific to where you are right now and you'll have a list on the left of things you can control and a list on the right of things that you can't control and then I would recommend that you take that list and you talk to someone else about it because what we need to do is increase the stuff on the left, the stuff that's in your control as much as possible. And sometimes when we're in a situation, we can't always see that for ourselves. But for example, if I had a conversation with Sarah and I said, this is the job I'm doing at the moment, this is the stuff I think is in my control and this is the stuff that I think is out of my control, Sarah, as a particularly challenging person, in the nicest possible sense, would probably be able to... I feel like that's just a fake caveat there you just added. It's not. You are a challenging person. You would you challenge my thinking, which is a good thing. But I think you would take a lot of the stuff that I had put in my... Well, this isn't in my control right now. I'm stuck with this stuff in this situation. And I think you would say, well, you know, why do you believe that to be true? What could different look like? What would need to be different for that to be on the left-hand side of the list? And I think if you could have a conversation about these two things with somebody that was you know naturally challenging has more of a coach approach so asks you those sorts of hard questions sometimes what you might be able to see is that some of the things that you think are out of your control are actually more in your control than you realize so we've got four ideas for action about how to really create this idea of control so this really kind of create don't wait mindset that we want to have when it comes to our squiggly careers and the way that we've done these, we hope, is that each of the ideas is going to build on the previous one. So it's something that almost you can kind of start with idea for action one, which would then help you with idea for action two, and then three, and then four. I think these would probably work in isolation, but we have tried to actually design them to almost kind of, so that they do build on the previous one. So it might be worth trying to do these in order and see whether what we've tried to do actually works for you. And so the first idea for action, we're calling the amazing if mind map. And the way that this works is we're encouraging you to just take five minutes. So it's a five minute mind map. You might even want to set a timer. So, you know, you're keeping this quite a focused piece of work that won't take you very long. You could do this as the first thing in your day or the last thing in your day, depending on when you're at your best. When do you think you'll think at your best? And your mind map is ending this sentence. Wouldn't my career be amazing if dot, dot, dot. 
and just keep trying to kind of end that sentence for five minutes. Maybe even you could probably do this going for a walk if you were like, well, I think better when I walk. And you could just have your notes section and just, I genuinely do this. I go for walks and then just stop on the pavement <laughs> and write something in the notes section of my phone. And then I keep going. So yeah, a five minute walk, five minutes, maybe sitting in a coffee shop. I think really try and stay focused though on answering that question. So try not to let, get rid of all your distraction downfalls, Make sure you're not going to get interrupted during that time. So five minutes of really focused time, just sort of exploring the end of that sentence. Wouldn't my career be amazing if dot, dot, dot. See where that takes you. Part two of that is then to ask yourself some coach yourself questions. What knowledge do I need to grow? And what strengths do I need to show? So again, just starting to increase our self-awareness in terms of some of the things that might be important as part of exploring possibilities and our potential and kind of where our career could take us. So the reason this first idea for action helps with your control and your feeling of control is you are imagining you know, your career and options that feel motivating for you. So you're not sort of waiting to be told what to do or where to go. You're creating, you're in sort of creator mode here. And when we are in creator mode, we feel more in control because this is coming from you. This is coming from your brain, from your head. These are the things that feel important for you and it might feel really hard the first time you do that five minute mind map and if it does because you probably don't spend all of your time thinking about careers and career development like we do you might want to have a go at it a few times you might be like well I'm going to have a go at the five minute mind map three times this week I'm going to do it Monday Wednesday Friday and I'm just going to see how I can build on that mind map throughout the week with these sort of short sprints and kind of bursts of thinking And what I like about the way that you framed it, Sarah, is that you ask yourself the wouldn't my career be amazing if multiple times, because I think one of the ladder like traps that we can sometimes fall into is we would just answer that question once we would go, wouldn't my career be amazing if I was a manager? And you're like, yes, it would. And I'm going to go after that. (laughs) And yes, it might be. But maybe wouldn't my career be amazing if... I could do a side project. Wouldn't my career be amazing if I could be brilliant at storytelling? Like, actually, if you take a bit of time to answer that question, you know, several times, what you create is many more options for your career. And the whole point of taking control of a squiggly career is that you give yourself lots more options and opportunities. We're not looking for one right answer because as soon as you fix your future to one right answer, you actually become a little bit vulnerable. And we're trying to make you really resilient to all the change and give you lots of opportunity and possibility. And and that's part of this taking control point too. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The second idea for action is to think about your possibility people. So that exercise with the amazing if mind map will create you lots of different possibilities and give you a bit of self-awareness. Now we're going to think about possibility people. So look at the answers that you've written down in that exercise and then think about three career possibilities you are interested in exploring over the next 12 months. So we are getting a bit specific here. We're going three possibilities next 12 months, just to give you a bit more focus here. So maybe that is that manager role. Maybe that is a sideways move. Maybe it's something different than what you're doing today. I don't know, but write those possibilities down. And then for each of those possibilities, we're going to focus on people with insight, influence, and people who can make introductions. So first question, who has insight about that area that you're interested in? Second question, who has influence in the area that you are interested in? And third question, who could make an introduction to somebody in that area? Those answers are your possibility people. If you can connect with them, if you can have a curious conversation with them, they will get you closer to that career possibility that you are interested in. So just to bring that to life even further, uh, we've got some examples of some of the questions that you could ask as part of these conversations. So what would this sound like just to really be specific? So if you're talking to someone who you think is going to have really good insight about one of those possibilities, you might be asking things like, what's the one trend you've noticed that's accelerating really quickly within your area or your industry? Or maybe you'd ask something like, what do you think is the most important skill to develop to be successful in your team? So you're really kind of trying to pull out of somebody their insights. You're giving someone the opportunity to share their insights, make it easy for them to share what they know with you. If you're talking to someone with influence, maybe you'd ask questions more about what's the biggest opportunity that you're focused on? Or what's the biggest challenge that you feel like you're trying to overcome? So you're trying to understand what are the things that they are trying to influence at the moment so that you can connect the dots with then, okay, so what might that mean for me and for my career? Or maybe something about pride. So you could ask a question like, what stands out for you as the thing you're most proud of this year? And that's always quite interesting when you talk to someone with influence because it's interesting to see that standout thing might not be the thing that you had imagined. Maybe it's been something that's really difficult to get off the ground or maybe it's been something where you know, they've worked on it kind of behind the scenes and it's taken a lot of influence to bring people together. People who've got really good influence are often good at, you know, spotting connections between different people that they need to bring together in a new way to create value. So you're trying to understand that. And then introduction, which is probably the 
easiest and the most straightforward is you're asking questions like, who's one other person you would recommend I connect with to learn more about this area or to learn from? Or maybe about community. So it might not just be an individual. You know, what is one community that you feel I could go and learn from? And of course, you might talk to one person who has influence, insight, and can make introductions. And that is often the case. So we've broken it down just to kind of make it simple and straightforward. And hopefully that almost gives you a bit of a conversation menu of the kind of questions that you might ask. And I think, again, the reason that gives you control, if that first idea for action is about almost your purpose so we feel more in control when we feel purposeful and that's about creating possibilities in our squiggly careers the relationships that we build belong to us and so when you've got the right people around you you will feel more in control of your career if you feel isolated or kind of by yourself your ability to sort of navigate all of the ups and downs of your squiggly career I think goes down and I have definitely experienced that if I think about one of the biggest lows early in my career I think part of the reason I found that moment so difficult was because I'd almost not quite had chance yet or certainly not prioritized having kind of my possibility people so when I got stuck or when I wasn't very sure what to do or I wanted to do something different but I sort of couldn't make it happen it felt like it was all down to me and we know that no one succeeds by themselves like in a squiggly career or really in any career like even in ladder-like careers which we don't like to dwell on you don't <laughs> succeed by yourself and so I think if you're feeling more purposeful and you've got the right people around you again I think that increases your control even more I think we've missed one Sarah I think we've missed you know we've got the insight and we've got the influence and we've got also the introductions I think another person in your possibility people group could be the ideas person because I was just thinking when you were saying that about my career and let's say there was an area Mm. I was interested in which actually you didn't have a lot of knowledge on (laughs) like you haven't got insight of it you don't have a lot of influence and maybe you don't know anybody but say for example you are brilliant at ideas and I could just talk to you about what I'm interested in what that possibility is I'd like to explore and I think because you are an ideas person and potentially because you're not that close to it you would bring a really fresh perspective of how I could progress that possibility so maybe we'll add an extra person in there the ideas person as well yeah I like that and I do think you don't need this doesn't need to be loads of people you know this might just be making the time and really prioritizing just spending time with a few new people or people that you already know that you've not reconnected with for a while because I think this can sometimes feel a bit daunting and I suspect again like Helen was saying for both of us now with where we are in our career we have you know I feel really confident about my career community and I've got lots of people I could go and talk to but I can definitely remember a time where that wasn't true But I think just one person can make a really big difference. Just like two people can have a really big impact in terms of how in control of your career you feel. So this doesn't need to be, you know, hundreds of people. This can just be two or three people. So our idea for action number three is about skills scenarios. So this is really starting to think a bit about, you know, what do you need to learn? And is this about stretching your strengths? Is this about learning new skills and kind of being a bit of a beginner? Is this about upskilling? There's lots of talk about upskilling and reskilling in our careers today, in our squiggly careers. So this starts to help you to hopefully answer the question of, so what does that mean for me? Rather than just these big kind of upskilling, reskilling words, like what might that look like in kind of my world? So write down three career scenarios that you can imagine might happen over the next 12 months. 
So one or two of those scenarios could come from your possibilities. They might come from your amazing if mind map. Or you might have some other ones that you just imagine happening. And we've gone for 12 months just to make this a bit more short term because we've started very zoomed out with idea for action one. And we're starting to zoom in a bit more at this point. And so for each of those scenarios, what we then want you to do, and this could even become a table, though I'm always loath to create a table, (laughs) but I can imagine how a table could be helpful here, is for each of those career scenarios, write down the skills that you think would most be most helpful and most useful and maybe most important for each of those scenarios. And then I think what you can start to do is a bit of almost like a gap analysis in terms of, well, where am I with each of those skills? Which of the ones do I need to get good enough at? Are there anywhere I'm already quite good or maybe even very good and I want to try and get great at? And then my final build when I was thinking about this earlier is, If there are skills that grow across multiple scenarios, you sort of might even want to kind of double down on those skills. Mm, The super skills. Because if I, yeah, they're sort of, they do become super skills because if I was thinking, so I was was checking this exercise works, I was doing it for myself and I was like, right, imagine if Helen fired me, what am I going to go and do? Oh no, have you been looking at my email drafts? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've hacked you. And I was like, okay, so when that happens, uh, I was like, right, scenario one, I could go and work at maybe schools or colleges or universities so I was like well maybe I could do career development for a for a different group of people like mate that was scenario one for me scenario two I could go and do learning and career development in a company I can imagine that or scenario three is I was like I could do some freelance project work on careers and career development so I was like here are three things that I could imagine doing as and when Helen fires me when she sends that email that's in her drafts (laughs) And then when I was starting to think about the skills that you would need across those, I was like, there are some that would definitely be different for the different contexts. But there were a few things where I thought, okay, so for example, being really curious about kind of the latest developments in what's happening in careers. So being really on top of trends or what's changing, that would be important across all of those three things. So almost accelerating my curiosity around career development, something I already have today, but I might go, right, I'm gonna really overinvest in it because I can't see a scenario where that wouldn't be helpful. So that feels like you go, that sort of rises to the surface of all of the different things that I could spend time doing. And also for me, that's also something I really enjoy. So I was like, oh, that seems, that kind of wins on every level. So I'm sort of imagining here, you could start to either create a table or this could be kind of multiple mind maps where you're sort of dotting all these skills and then you're starting to connect the dots between these skills about going, you might have some dots which are about being good enough, some dots which are about, I want to do this because I enjoy it and it's kind of making your strength stronger. And then you've sort of got the biggest dots where it's like, this skill keeps showing up again and again. So that really feels like it's kind of worth my time and energy. And that kind of creates a learning plan for you. And again, when you are in control of your learning and you feel like you're growing, you will feel way more in control of your career. If you just feel generally like you haven't got the skills that you need, that's I think often when we feel really out of control. Or if you feel like you're being left behind in terms of the skills that might be useful, again, you sort of feel like you're losing control of your career. Whereas this is taking a really quite an active and a very sort of intentional approach to kind of skills development. 
And before I share the last idea for action, I would like to make two points. The first is that I've decided... You're not going to fire me? Yeah, that is the first. I've decided that you're quite useful. Uh, Um, You know, it's borderline, but I've decided I'm going to delete the email. So feel feel, feel reassured. Uh, The second thing that I was going to say is I'm conscious that quite a lot of what we're talking about, amazing if mind maps and some of the things that Sarah was talking about there, they're quite visual concepts and this is an audio (laughs) format. And so if you're like, oh, I kind of get it, but I'd like to see what they're talking about pod plus is back everybody is back every week on thursday and what we essentially do is a is a zoom session where we bring to life these concepts for you like we literally draw them out for you and it's a lovely community of people so if you're thinking oh i like this i'd just like to get it a bit clearer either the pod sheet or joining pod plus might be really helpful for you and we will put the links to both of those things on the show notes which i think are most easily found on apple Podcasts. to be honest they're the easiest place for you to find them and if you ever can't find them just email us at helen and sarah at squigglycareers.com and we'll give you the links to those things but the last idea for action the last thing that we think can really help you to increase your sense of control over your career is your reputation readiness so reputation is one of the things that you own it's one of the things that you take with you as you squiggle and what we really want to help you to do is to build your reputation beyond what you do today so we do want you to be aware of the reputation you have right now but what we want you to think is forward into your future with you know what do you want to be known for and how could you almost like build your own bio to believe in that future that you want to be known for so the way that this works is you're going to take a bit of time to create three bios three biographies that you want to believe in there's going to be the bio today so where you are right now one for 12 months time and one for 24 months time so two years time i'm trying to get you a little bit further into that future that feels meaningful and motivating for you and when i say a bio if you're like what is a bio (laughs) this is just a paragraph this is like a paragraph if someone was introducing you or if you had like you know a paragraph on the back of a book or something like that where you had your own website and there's a little statement about you and what you do what would it say on linkedin yeah your summary on linkedin your personal statement that's what we're talking about bios like no more than that really so it's a paragraph so for example if we were creating a bio about sarah and me and what we do today it might include for example a true fact uk's number one careers podcast that'll probably be part of our bio today but then if i thought about well what do i actually want to be known for we want to be known for making careers better for everyone so how could that biography that bio evolve over time well maybe in 12 months time what we would want that bio to say is that we've got five million listeners of the squiggly careers podcast which is roughly double what we've got today and that definitely is a bio that i would like to believe in definitely that means we can help more people and then you kind of go further out into the future sort of two years time what's the bio that i want to believe in in two years time like well actually today we have just heard that we have made the homepage of apple's kind of podcast page as one of the podcasts that they've recommended listening to and so I would love the bio I would love to believe in in two years time is like a statement that says that we are Apple's globally most listened to careers podcast I mean that I would love that. that that means we're helping and we're reaching lots of people who might need different career support and it's just about giving you that insight in what's that bio you want to believe in now in sort of the near term and then slightly more into the future And then we're trying to think about, well, if that is what you want, what could you do differently? What could you create to make that true over time? So could we create more assets? Could we start to share 
speak what we seek until you see what you said, for example, is that part of this. But you have to sort of know what you want your reputation to be in order for you to start taking action on that today. Okay, so this is interesting because I think this gets close to like personal branding. People would talk about this as personal branding, which is always one of those like, never quite sure about that phrase. I suspect it's not only just me, but I always prefer reputation to personal branding as a way of thinking about what we can control with our careers. And our reputation is important to us because it's what, when people know us for those things, we get more opportunities to do those things, which is great for us. And it kind of opens up doors that we can't anticipate and probably that we actually, we can't control you can control your reputation to a point and then hopefully like really good things will happen around that reputation that you just don't know about yet and it's sort of a imagine what things might come towards you if you could do this really well but I don't think this is an easy thing to get your head around and I think it might be helpful then to do an example of let's imagine now you're like I used to do for a long time we both did we both worked in marketing for a long time I'm working in marketing now and I'm I'm working in Sainsbury's as I did and I'm thinking right, I work in marketing and I want to be known as a real sort of ideas guru within marketing. And so perhaps my bio today, if I've kind of understood this and used this in the right way, might be I work in Sainsbury's in a job developing content and I use my ideas skill to come up with ideas for what that content could be in the context of Sainsbury's so that's what my bio today would be and that's believable I guess the today one is often the easiest because I think that's the what do you do today like how would you describe what you do today and so then Helen perhaps you can help me you can do some bit of live coaching because that would have been me sitting in Sainsbury's saying that then if I'm trying to do bios to believe in in 12 months time or 24 months time what might help me to come up with what that would sound like because I think I would find that those leaps quite hard to make. So if you want to be known for ideas, maybe the one in 12 months time could be something about, I am like an idea activator or I'm an idea catalyst. Like I work with people on their careers to develop ideas for how they could develop in different directions. So this is now in 12 months time, you've taken that skill you want to be known for of ideas and it's no longer just become about your day job. It's become about how you are using that skill of ideas to actually help other people with their careers, which I actually think that is one of the things that you are very good at. Whether that is the bio you want to believe in, I don't know, but that that yeah. would be the sort of 12 month move on. And I think what's interesting about that is then you what it starts to get you to is like for me, that might have been about a squiggle and stay move. That might have then started to activate me taking control of thinking, okay, so within Sainsbury's, if that's really, if I want to actually use my ideas strength in that different way and automatically I go, oh, well, that's outside of my day job because that feels easier. At the same time, I then might be starting to create a bio about going, oh, okay, and actually I want to use ideas in my day job. And maybe that's the 24 month times one of going, it's not just about outside my day job, it's sort of all of my job to use ideas to help people with career development. And perhaps that's sort of the 24 month one that I would kind of love to be true. So I guess what we're sort of trying to do here is you're sort of fast forwarding to like going, what would you want that reputation to be? And then you're sort of, rewinding you're sort of fast forwarding and rewinding at the same time and then you're going so what does that mean for me today in terms of the actions that I can take all the things I can control when we talk about coach yourself questions we always emphasize the importance of having I in that question 
because as long as you've got I in that question, you know, what action, if I want to use ideas for career development in two years time, who could I go and learn from today? What could I create this year? You start to get to this sense of what are all the things that are in my control that would help me to build that reputation. And I think it also helps you to let go of maybe those things that are out of your control. Because I remember thinking, oh, it might be amazing if I could go and work in learning and development in Sainsbury's, but those possibilities and options weren't really there at that moment. And that's because of loads of things outside of my control. You know, you can't go and do a job if someone else is still doing that job. You know, it's those kind of constraints that we've talked about that will always exist in your career. And so I think probably this process also helps you to kind of think, yes, but I know your reputation, I think often stays quite steady. So in all the squiggliness of things changing, this is something that not only you can control, but that you can, that often is quite constant. Doesn't mean it might not have some shifts and moves along the way, because ours, you know, both of ours, definitely that's happened. But I think your the reputation that you're really committed to probably does have at least a medium term longevity that's important to you. And it's, it's a good career constant that yes, might shift along the way. But when we think about career constants, there aren't that many of them, but career constants are quite good to think about in the context of control because people and relationships, they're a career constant. Those possibilities, they can be a career constant that you're kind of keep making progress towards. And I think your reputation sort of fits in that category as well. And the alternative is you don't take control of your reputation. You kind of go, oh, this idea of creating buyers, I believe in, sounds too hard. I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave it to chance. I'll be known for what I'm known for. But there are loads of risks in that. You will reduce the amount of opportunities that are really interesting to you. And the more that you take control of your reputation, the more that you take control of what things come to you, the more you're kind of a magnet for the things that you want to do. So that's really the why behind investing in this reputation readiness. So let's just summarize the four different ideas for action that we've talked about. The first one was do the amazing if mind map. The second was identify your possibility people. The third was to develop some skill scenarios. And the fourth was to invest in your reputation readiness. And we will summarize those ideas for action, the different things we've talked about in the pod sheet. And as I said, if you want to dive into a bit deeper, you can see us bring it all to life in pod plus, which is on Thursday at 9am. And if you have any other questions or feedback, we'd always love to hear from you. In particular, going through this today, I do have the feel or the sense this could become potentially a useful addition to our free toolkit on our website. So if you go onto amazingif.com, we have now put all of our free resources in the same place. And it's not perfect. We're still developing it, but also we will continue to add to that all of the time. So if you've listened to today and thought, I would love to have sort of a downloadable tool that puts all this in one place, get in touch with us and let us know because we do that for the things that we think are going to be most useful for people and as Helen said even as we've been going through this I've been imagining you know tables and mind maps and spreadsheets and all sorts so I was like oh maybe this is one that we could invest in but we're always sort of deciding like which are the ones that will be helpful as part of that so again you can email us you can connect with us on LinkedIn or you can just you know send us a message on Instagram whatever is easiest for you. So thank you so much for listening today and we'll be back with you next week with another Squiggly Careers podcast. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.